0: What's up you guys, Sean Ross at Managing Editor at FightfulWrestling.com. Get all your wrestling news there, we got tons of podcasts. I had that post-Raw show last night, one of our most watched live shows yet. Of course, uh, the most direct, for, direct way to support Fightful is FightfulSelect.com, our premium service. Go ahead and check it out, i give you the rundown, the updates on what is up there now. Right now for tier 2 subscribers, I have my match ratings for tomorrow's show. The notes that I use to guide... This podcast Those will be up tomorrow morning on Fightful.com. But it is December 18th. We've got SmackDown Live to talk about. Uh, I have reached out about an update on uh, Daniel Bryan's status after a s- sort of scary spot towards the end of SmackDown tonight. Hoping to hear back about that soon. I am joined by one Alex Palowski, And you may have heard that Alex is a bit of a snowflake at times. Mm. At least that's the criticism. But you're exactly. you're you're embracing it.
2: Well, yeah, I, I just wanted to say, I mean, it's 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 a week from Christmas, and there's a new era both on um Raw and on SmackDown. So I've decided that it's enough with the silly headgear, enough with the crazy hats. We're gonna get this aside, and we're gonna go back to normal and uh just be, you know, regular normal headgear from now on out.
0: I was about to dress up as Taffy. Do you remember that Clay Fighter video game? Yes, I with had the, that. I the, had
2: that video game.
0: With the evil snowman and the Taffy. That could have yeah, ruled. That
2: was awesome.
0: <laughs> anyway, we have SmackDown Live to talk about. Let's get into it. SmackDown Live tonight. Early backstage crappening saw Shane McMahon having a meeting and mentioning Raw, to which all of the SmackDown rosters said, Boo! <laughs> Comically, Alex. That yeah. was a little much.
2: Well, I don't know if they were uh, booing because, you know, brand supremacy, or if they were booing because they were just having an honest critique of Raw over the past couple of months. Because that I would buy.
0: <laughs> so right after, they're like, oh, we listened to the audience. They say, "Page is no longer Raw or SmackDown GM. Yeah. And I'm thinking, huh? Who complained yeah. about that? I... Of all the things I find somebody who can complain about anything yeah. i've not seen anybody complain about pages g m yet i 'm sure I could find one on Twitter, but I mean, I get a pretty i got i got i think ten thousand tweets last month. Not one of them was complaining about pages g m
2: no um I think it's a weird deal that they're like, "Oh, over on raw, the problem has been a bad general manager." Therefore, you must hate all managers of general things. So, by Paige. And no, you can have one crappy general manager and another one that's very good. We've talked that Paige has been one of the best authority figures in recent memory, if not ever. Yeah. Uh, uh, to, to move her out. And like, oh, she's not going anywhere. Her role's changing, but she's not the GM anymore. Is just kind of like... Oh, good, because we trust you,
0: Shane, to make all the great decisions around here. Literally, the absentee management... I know. ...who, before (laughs) he was absentee management, was remarkably biased... Yeah. ...and invested in in ruining talent. Uh, Because of him, two of the top talent on SmackDown left the show... Yeah. ...in storyline. So, I I don't know what's going to happen with Paige. I have asked, and actually... One wrestler that I asked immediately just replied with bullshit. And I said, okay, (laughs) all right. Uh, The the attitude backstage towards Paige during this run, based on the attitude towards Paige that, at least in my experience, has been a 180. There was a lot of growing up for this woman in a very short amount of time. And I don't know that she had much of a choice, Alex. It was either grow up or destruct. And there was a bit of the destruction, the self-destruction as well. Yeah. in there she had a toxic relationship she had a, a horrible uh, personal situation that led to a leak she was hospitalized uh, i highly encourage you all to listen to her interview with lillian garcia which i think is one of the all-time greatest wrestling interviews period uh from from that podcast last year to see see what all really this woman went through and the fact that she was able to return and then when she did she got a career threatening injury and a- as we've learned alex Those types of injuries aren't just career-threatening. They are life-threatening. Yeah, And she excelled in that role. And it's something that we had talked about for months before. She could do this. She could do that. Well, maybe she's going to do that instead of this. And I'll be open to it because as a manager, I'm sure she'll be great. She was fine with absolution. As a GM, she was great. If she was a commentator uh, where Renee Young is the female commentator on Raw – yeah, she be the commentator on SmackDown. Yeah. I think that'd you,
2: be good too. You, you could get rid of Otunga five minutes ago and put her in the Renee role on SmackDown with Phillips and Graves. I'm sure she'd be fantastic. Like, I mean, that's that's yeah, that's that's fine with me too. But listen, the thing is, is we we I was so amazed at how well she handled. Like, oh, this is what I wanted to do for my entire life, and I can't do it anymore. Here's this other thing. That's completely different. I'm going to excel at that with no real formal training in it at all. And she did. She made it made it absolutely perfect. And and all, all of the kayfabe decisions that she was making made, made perfect sense. There was no hint of, like, real bias or anything like that. The last time we had Shane in charge of stuff, like, he decided he's just going to have a personal feud with two of his top superstars. So I don't really trust him to really do anything.
0: Yeah. And uh, I've asked about, I've asked several people, like, what's up with Otunga on the show? I I guess Byron was backstage tonight, and they don't know why Hmm. he's not on the call. Hope everything's okay. I know a lot of people, uh, as my friend Danny were were putting, a lot of people were dunking on Coach this weekend, and he's had some bad stuff going on. Like, I think his father just had heart surgery, so Hmm. you never know what people are going through. So maybe save the... Hey, uh, I'm so excited that this person isn't working. Uh, There might be extenuating circumstances. So hopefully everything's okay with with Byron Saxton. But I I didn't think Otunga was that bad tonight, mainly because Corey Graves was dominating him on commentary throughout the evening. One of the best things about this, as someone just pointed out to me, was (laughs) New Day eating meat while just like (laughs) staring at Daniel Bryan. That was fantastic
2: that was that was so good i i mean listen i i have my problems with the whole like let's make the guy who cares about the environment the biggest deal on the show but it's i can't deny it's funny to watch big e give daniel bryan the side eye while lovingly eating a fried chicken breast that's 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 fantastic you can keep doing that every week
0: i really think that a month of daniel bryan matches should be him defending his title against members of the new day Sure. That's a, that's a good way to bridge the gap before something. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're short on baby faces. That's one of the reasons they brought Mustafa Ali in, is because yeah. they just don't have a lot. Like, Jeff Jeff Hardy can't compete at that level. Rey Mysterio is an older guy, he could break at any minute. You need some more top baby faces on SmackDown. There are big cheers for Paige backstage, uh, deservedly so, even though it was instructed. Becky and Charlotte uh, have a segment next. Becky Lynch comes out, doesn't care who's running the show tonight. She wants Ronda Rousey delivered to her. I thought her promo was very, very good. It was really natural. Uh, She cuts a promo about how she beat up Ronda Rousey to her face, and Ronda Rousey came out and tipped the ladder and wouldn't even fight her. Calls Ronda Rousey a Roddy Piper cosplayer, and then when Charlotte comes out, she says, (laughs) Speaking speaking of of cosplaying, cosplaying, that's so good. I was like, ah, that was a good one. Charlotte, of course, feels wronged. Oscar comes out, says, "Forget about Ronda Rousey. I'm the champion." And mm-hmm. Charlotte and Becky, I'm like, "You're a paper champion." I thought that there was a little. I thought there was a little moving back here between that and Vince McMahon coming out and saying that Charlotte and Becky were whining. I don't think you even want to insert that into the lexicon mm-hmm. that that these any, any of these three are whining. I don't think you even want that talking point introduced, Alex.
2: No, but it's it's just Vince being Vince. Um, <sighs> listen, you can't come out here and be like, "Not enough avocado for you." <laughs> yeah, you can't come out here and be like, "Becky, what are you what are you whining about?" Just you know, you, you, why right? you should, you should, why you you taking this out on Oscar? You should you should you should fight Ronda Rousey. And Becky responds with like, "I just said, bring me Ronda." And I will yeah. hand her head back to you on a silver platter. Like, you can't be coming here just like saying, ah, like, you, like were you not, old man, were you not paying attention to the things that your employees were just saying? Because it seems like you didn't hear what they had to say. Um, it's fine, except for he's condescending to them, uh, condescending to Oscar. Oscar, would you like to defend your title tonight? Yeah. And then also condescending to Naomi, like, give me that look again. You know, like he was... He was kind of sending everybody. This is just who he is. And I mean, the idea that you say, Oh, Vince is gonna solve everything by being a character on screen, it's not two thousand anymore. Like the guy he feels way out of his element on, on screen.
0: Also, I don't want this to be like a unanimously baby face territory type of thing either. No, yeah. Now now I can say last night the revival were given a chance and they won their, their yes. top contender match. So or but, we at least had that.
2: But in canon, that's only because the top babyface, Seth Rollins, said you should be giving more chances to the revival. So, sure. you know, there you go.
0: There were some uh, really cool spots in this uh, Asuka match, but I, I should specify it. Naomi comes out and basically says, I want a match. And Vince yeah. goes, OK. <laughs> so, here we go. I had a lot, I had some problems with this match, though. In my match ratings, normally this would have hit recommended viewing based on some of the spots. That beautiful side Russian leg sweep off the the second rope. That uh, disaster kick that Naomi did off the barricade. Yeah, She was working this match really nonchalantly. Like If you go back and watch, she was just kind of like trotting around the ring and just like kicking and then staring like, yeah, I kicked her. And then thinking, this is for a championship. And I know it's a made up pretend championship but you're supposed to pretend that it's a real championship.
2: There are some weird spots, I agree. There were some times where, as good as that disaster kick off the barricade was, she just lightly jogged up to the barricade, and it it didn't feel like Asuka was really even putting any mustard on throwing her that way either. It just felt kind of like these two were, you know, tag team partners for most of the fall. And that wasn't really talked about. How like these two, like you're, they're gonna do a whole thing uh, next next uh, next week. I'm assuming between Natty and Natty and Rhonda, they're best friends. How will they? How what will happen in this match? And they did none of that, even though Naomi and Oscar were a team for like almost all of September and, and October. So it felt kind of weird, like they were holding back, but there wasn't any story being told about it.
0: Yeah, it seemed like these two were really it was just it was just slow. Like a sense of urgency is very very important to me. Yeah. Work like it's a shoot. It's shoot first then work. That that's always the mentality. Always act like you're trying to get that win. It was plodding, it was nonchalant. She waited to get drop-kicked in the back. I had a big problem with that. The thing that saved this and just made this average for me Was some of the cool spots in the match where the leg sweep and the kick both very good. The knees up on the split-legged moonsault, the transition, and the Oscar lock. But even the pins in and out of the Oscar lock were really slow. And I'm thinking, you're not pinning Oscar with that, no. I'm like you, you're probably not pinning Medusa today with that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I will also say that there was a uh, a great missed opportunity here. Ah, uh, they did the one like the the dual missed drop kick, um, and so that made me think. Oh, I, I I'm I'm looking forward to them doing, you know, that spot where where they're both running each other off the ropes, and and both both people do a cross body and they hit each other and they land. They should have done that with the rear view because both of them do the, the flying <laughs> butt. But if they had, if they had both done flying butts into each other,
0: that would have been great. And it would have been better if they just bounced off of one another and then <laughs> did a face off. <laughs> yeah, no bump. Be- no bump, just butt, but and turn around. Yeah. It happens and they, they hit so hard that they end up having to hit the ropes. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those it. momentums. Really yeah. play it up. Yeah, make it good. They've got asses and they hurt. <laughs> Innovative moves were nice. Need that sense of urgency. There are a series of Rusev Nakamura segments and the Rusev one got mixed reviews on Twitter, but I liked it. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, I thought this was a good way to show Rusev's personality. Rusev is being interviewed, and he says that he hopes the McMahon family is paying attention, especially to how handsome he is. Yes. Handsome Rusev, I'm yeah. down with. I like yeah. it. Yeah. He pulls up a picture of Nakamura and says that he looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. hmm And I'm thinking, but you kind of look like Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> so Kind of. Kind of. I mean... I mean, Alex. Honestly, if you dressed up as Doctor Robotnik, I think you could pull. If you shaved, yeah, yeah, a little bit, got yeah. your mustache,
2: mustache, nice, nice, and, yeah,
0: yeah. We could, we could work that, but because yeah. you're, you've got the same tone, the the color. Essentially, you can make right. it work.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Similar
0: eyes. You got the evil eyes. Right, right, right.
2: I mean, if we're gonna go back with like back to the old days of the early nineties, uh, I don't think a guy who's one mohawk and a triangular chest hair away from being Zangief. to be throwing around accusations of Sonic the Hot Hedgehog, you know?
0: Yeah. So Nakamura shows up and throws to a video of Total Divas. And it's of Rusev clowning around. And this is great because I don't watch Total Divas a lot. And there is oftentimes when I see clips of Total Divas and I'm thinking, man, I should go back and watch that show. It sounds like it's got some fun stuff. I mean, ultimately, it's a damn work. The show isn't real. But it... I can't tell you, I've brought it up several times, the number of people, when, when I taught women how to kickbox, I would have people who knew who the Usos were and didn't know who The Undertaker was right. because of that show. So it does help, it does draw a couple people in. But my
2: bro- My brother doesn't watch wrestling, but his mm-hmm. wife religiously watches Total Divas. So he knows who Rusev is and thinks Rusev is the greatest because of watching Total Divas.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a show where you have really strong women, and it, it's a very empowering type of thing. Yeah. You see women in this interesting line of work. Sure, I, I get the appeal. I think it's a good way to show Rusev's sense of personality. Good idea. <laughs> also backstage, New Day plugged their pancake spe- spectacular. I am ready for this breakfast gimmick to end.
2: I don't, I am I, I, I. want it to be like in a gimmick match. Uh, I, like, I, I don't, I don't know how, but there needs to be somebody else. Like there's, there's a pancakes versus, I don't know what match. And then the loser can never use their gimmick again. And yeah. it's the pancakes get, get rid of it. But I, I mean, uh, I, again, I keep, I keep talking about this. Every time we bring up the pancakes, it was a random thing where they were like, we're, we're lumberjacks in a lumberjack match. So we're going to dress up as lumberjacks. What do lumberjacks eat? Flat pancakes. Back. Flapjacks. And that was it. That, it was just a random thing, and now their entire character is based on pancakes.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Up next, we had Jeff Hardy unprompted on a mic, which is not something I'm big on. Samoa Joe comes out and says that it's a matter of time before Hardy relapses. This was straight out of daytime soaps. <laughs> yeah, it was. What do you think of this? I mean...
2: I, I, I guess I, 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 understand, I, I like him um, copping to it, to being like, you know, yeah, there's some things in my past that, I, that, I'm, that I'm not proud of. And every, it's not like he uh, – like he said, it's not like what he's saying is wrong, but I've moved past it, you know. And, and some of those things were intended as pretty low blows. Uh, but I also it, – it made sense, and it also made me very frustrated when, when Jeff was said to Samoa Joe – Maybe you're just frustrated because you've been here for two years and haven't had a title reign. And I may going, yeah, that frustrates me too as a big Samoa Joe <laughs> fan. And, and it also is like the writers going, hey, yeah, we've kind of booked Samoa Joe into being like this guy who can't win big matches, so let's mention it. And it, it, it always makes me feel very – like they're being kind of meta about it. And I'm like, no, yeah, just, just let Samoa Joe have a title reign, even if it's for like three weeks. He needs one.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm sure he'll get one. I think that Daniel, that he would look really cool with the Intercontinental title, but he's not yeah. on that brand right now.
2: Not yet.
0: He tries to attack Jeff Hardy, and Jeff Hardy hits a twist of fate. It's okay. You got to give Jeff Hardy the the upper hand sometime because I don't think there's any way Jeff Hardy wins this feud.
2: Please, no. Like, I mean, yeah, no. There, he shouldn't be. But this is the other thing that that, that I hope that 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 what we're going to see here with SmackDown tonight showed me that they have some uh, some possibilities for using these new faces. They're saying faces that have been here for a while and also some new faces with new opportunities. Um, Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy should be feuding with some of the new faces or or people who haven't had those opportunities because they bring immediate credibility to whatever feud they're in. You don't need to have Rey Mysterio fight Randy Orton because it's just two guys who've been around forever. The same thing basically with Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy. I want to see these guys... Putting over, even if they win the feud themselves, putting over somebody else who doesn't have that opportunity yet.
0: Indeed, I'm with you. Up next, uh, the Miz mo- knocks on the McMahon dressing room door, and Vince answered. <laughs> You're shaking your head. I get the feeling we're going to have completely differing opinions on this.
2: No, it's just it's just Vince. Just it's just I I lo- I'll watch him and I go, God, that doesn't look like. Vince to me, yes. Like an, you, know, you know what I mean? He's skinny. Uh, he he looks he looks really old, like like really old. And 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 that's not the way because I re- I remember Vince being you know this incredibly jacked like late fifties. Like and, I, and I'm I'm looking at him now and he it looks like he's like eighty. Like I know he's like in his early seventies, but it 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 feels weird and it makes me it makes me feel old because I remember being you know, an adult and watching him on TV. And now I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm middle-aged now. (laughs) If Vince is this old, then I am that
0: old. So Vince is questioning the manliness of Mrs. Knock, which is a total Mr. McMahon thing to do. Yeah, And Vince says, Shane can't come out to play right now. Mm -hmm. And Miz asks for, for Vince McMahon's blessing to be Shane's tag team partner. Yes. Yeah, I uh, love this.
2: I, I I really enjoyed the play on words. I thought it. I thought the it, this only works to me if Miz completely commits to the to, to not knowing what he's saying and just being the dupe in this thing. Um, it, there's a there's a really fine line with with uh, 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 Vince McMahon ad libbing a, a, a line you probably can't say in 2018 without getting. Some people mad. He didn't, to his credit. But I was waiting for it. Um, but I love Miz being like, I, I want to be your son's partner, and I'm just asking for your blessing, sir. Like being really sincere about it. That totally works, Miz. Like there's a reason why he's in a bunch of movies. Like he's one of the better actors on, on, in the WWE, and he totally made this scene work.
0: Vincent Mann says that he will deem if uh, if the Miz is a rightful tag team partner for his son and we'll set up a tag team match for him tonight with a partner of his choosing and it says okay that's fine the partner is mandy rose mm-hmm. when i saw this i was like oh, okay cool interesting sure. yeah the opponents are carmella and our truth our truth confuses mandy for maurice which is mm-hmm. you have to yeah of course to. yeah Babyface is in control until we get a dance break. Super kick to Mandy Rose, but Miz sneaks in and gets a skull-crushing finale for the win. Yes. What do you think of this? Uh, this is fine. Uh, I,
2: uh, I I, don't know. I mean, I I kind of wish you wouldn't be like, hey, these two are the best mixed tag team wrestlers in WWE, and two nights later they lose a match to people who have never teamed before. Um, I I, I kind of wish that that they were given with a little bit more because I, I want those thirty spots to mean something in some way. I mean, Carmelo is a former champion. Our Truth, you know, years and years ago was a was a a, a threat of, of some kind.
0: He, he won the mixed match challenge. That was
2: the... right, and then two nights later, they they immediately lose, and and it feels like you know
0: I don't I mean, need a consistent push whatever. for these two. I yeah, don't need. Think...
2: I'm I'm worried about what they're gonna do over the next six weeks for the, with them before the Rumble.
0: Yeah, I was ready for vignette, man. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I don't really care that much if they win or lose on TV. That's not what That's not what my entertainment out of R-Truth and Carmela is there for. Sure, sure. When they dance. They're funny. They're really likable together. They have very good chemistry. Uh, both of them make the best out of every situation that they possibly can. And uh, I smile when they're on TV. Yes. And really – that's about all you can ask for in in some situations. That's true. Corey Graves goes off because Mandy Rose looked at him.
1: <laughs> I think I love that he was just trolling Phillips
2: after a while just like phillips is there why are you so close to me and graves just gets really close to just the, she she looked at me phillips and it was that's that's funny it's funny um it, it's consistent too Corey graves had a thing for mandy rose since since she debuted in nxt uh i like that cory graves is consistent with with who he fancies and uh and who he uh cheers and boos
0: Yeah, and I like that he he was literally, I'd never seen it in a person beside himself. Yeah. He was. Up next, the Usos come out and say they weren't pinned Sunday, and they want the bar. Instead, they get the Good Brothers, who are not Mm -hmm. happy. They've been off SmackDown since August, and they're ready to be back in the fold. Good Brothers uh, get their match. The Usos cut a little bit of a promo. I'm glad to see the Good Brothers back on TV. Long overdue.
2: Yeah. No, these, these guys, are, uh, as they say, former Raw champions. Um, a- again, it's one of those weird deals that when the two of them were on the same show as AJ Styles, when AJ and they first showed up, they were inseparable. Now they've been on the same brand for uh, months and months and months and haven't had an interaction. And I'm wondering, was there a backstage falling out? Are these guys not friends anymore? It's just a weird deal that like they 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 were intertwined at one point. Then they got moved to Raw. And now they're back to SmackDown, but they don't they don't talk anymore. Um, I, I kind of miss the club, um, but uh, and I've missed the Good Brothers. I think they're great. I I think that they can do pretty much anything you ask them to. Um, I, I really this was one of my favorite segments of the night because it 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 brought a lot of old. Fresh new blood into the tag team division.
0: Yeah, that it did. This was a good match. You didn't make the good brothers heels in this situation, which I think is good because they don't need to be heels. They get lost in the shuffle so quickly. There, they control through the break. Jay Uso gets tagged in and takes over, but his ass then meets a turnbuckle. Then his face misses or hit gets the old high kick, neck breaker too. I love that Corey Graves called. <laughs> The gallows moved the baldo bomb and then like kind of took a little uh, rib yeah. at, at Tensei and said, nobody knows him anymore. <laughs> the Uso's clothesline gallows out of the ring. Anderson makes a blind tag and cuts off an Uso crazy. And this was equal parts cool and scary because yeah. Uso gets tied up in the ropes. And in the picture in picture, Alex, you can see the ref struggling to untie him.
2: Yeah, it did. That did not look good um i was i was i mean it looked like one of those freak things that somebody could easily tear all the ligaments in their knee doing that because that you're putting so much weight on it hanging there Uh i was scared um it, it did not it did not look like oh that's just one of those magic things where they mean to have something caught up in the ropes No, no 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 no, no. uh that was that was a total freak accident and i'm really glad that he came through and he was okay
0: So up next, we come back to see a super kick party, but the bar's music hits. Uso gets an Uso splash, but then Sanity returns and breaks up the pin without Nikki Cross. Yeah, What do you think of that? I mean, they they just ran the vignettes last night and tonight. Are you expecting her to still be integrated?
2: I I don't think they're going to put her on Raw. I think that they're going to put her on SmackDown with them. It makes too much sense. I mean, her gimmick is entirely tied to them. Um... Uh, so I, but I do think they're like, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Like, I feel like all these people are, aren't debuting until, you know, maybe in the Royal Rumble. And if not then, then the Monday or Tuesday after the Royal Rumble, it just feels like they they want to like get some, create some more name recognition for them over the next few weeks.
0: I, uh, they should Killian and Dane just destroyed Jey Uso outside with that yeah. body press. Love it. Both teams are taken out by Sanity. In the bar, picks the bones. <laughs> I like that. That was a good way to add the bar to that situation and really make them look like the heels that they are. Yeah. Up next, Mustafa Ali and AJ Styles defeated Daniel Bryan and Andrade Cien Almas. Daniel Bryan is at this point one of the only you people promos that works. You know why, Alex? He doesn't come out and subjectively say, you smell bad. Yeah. He's he's bringing the facts. <laughs> he's not going to Wikipedia. He's nope. checking the citation on Wikipedia and going to that. He talks about those terrible Fresno pollution stats. It's true. Maybe the first time since the Straight Edge Society that I have truly believed a you people promo yeah. in a long time. And I had my doubts early on, Alex but it didn't take him long to make me a believer.
2: Well, I mean, this, the other thing is that, um, all of the things that he is saying are technically true. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable to me when he's like, yeah, I really wish I could afford a, uh, you know, an electric car, but you know, I got this, this one over here and it you know, I, I, it doesn't get enough miles to the gallon and I should eat less beef. Hey, stop making me feel bad about myself. You're a heel. That's fine. I'm totally down with that. That's how I feel, kind of, when I'm watching it. But the people who were like, uh, you know, uh, AJ Styles is pro fracking, says says Corey Graves, and and are like, well, what's wrong with that? Like, well, actually, no, fracking is kind of ruining the planet. We oh my god! <laughs> so it's a weird deal, to, like to have like the the babyface announcers be super anti all the things that that Daniel Bryan is saying, because again. He's not lying. He's just really strident
0: about his opinions. Really, I, I think the thing is, Otunga could stand to use some advice. Yeah. And, and we all could. Right. And thankfully, our buddies at onyourown.org slash are here to give you that advice. There are thousands of financial blogs and websites out there. But how do you know what information to trust? How do you know that you're coming into a situation like Daniel Bryan with facts, with real solid info? OnYourOwn.org slash Fightful is a personal finance blog that provides free and unbiased information that anyone can understand. Whether you're starting out in the real world or just looking for a new beginning, OnYourOwn.org slash Fightful will be there as a helpful guide and your biggest supporter. OnYourOwn.org uh, slash Fightful articles are written by personal finance expert by the uh, National Endowment for Financial Education. Follow them at N-E-F-E underscore Org. Let them know we sent you there. I use this resource. I'm a big fan of it. As soon as they hit me up, I was like, I got to check this out. I love this stuff, man. Like I'm in my 30s and I find useful information at onyourown.org slash Fightful all the time. They are the leading nonprofit national foundation dedicated to inspiring, empowered financial decision-making for individuals and families. Whether you want to learn how to choose a credit card how to start investing, what to do if your identity is stolen. This blog links only to reputable sources that you can trust. Check out onyourown.org slash Fightful to learn more. It is absolutely free. You have nothing to lose, everything to gain here. Follow them at N-E-F-E underscore org, or just tweet them. Let them know that we sent you their way. This match was a fun one. I was told right before the show, a lot of times these days, I'll tweet things, kind of what I assume are cryptically, and then realize WDB has announced something three minutes early. <laughs> because I unplugged for about an hour before these shows. I'm thinking I need to start unplugging about 45 minutes right. before, and then at like 7.45 I'll get on. But uh, this one was a good one. Almas gets a great spinning back elbow on Styles, but walks into a big drop kick. Almost and Ali had this really good, stiff, arm ringer exchange yeah where they keep going in and out of the spot alex like this isn't a combo that we expected to see anytime soon on smackdown and you could already see little bits of magic there
2: well i mean like we're burying the lead here like they've they mentioned several times mustafa ali's on smackdown now like he's formally added to the roster that's huge as far as i know as far as i know that's the first cruiserweight that's been promoted to a main roster like officially. The Lucha House Party does stuff on the Raw all the time, but they yeah. they, they never said promoted to the main roster, which is what they said. Like that's that's enormous. Like I, I mean, I don't know if he's completely gone from two hundred five. Will never appear in there ever again. I think he should be. I think he, I think he should should do some both both at least for a while back and forth. Um, but uh, it's it's amazing, and it's one of those things that yeah, I didn't think this was possible. Like last week felt like a one-off at the time versus Daniel Bryan. Now that he's a- on the main roster, like there's all sorts of dream matches that are possible. Like uh, Mustafa Ali, I haven't gotten a chance to see him against bigger dudes. Like I can only imagine the kind of stuff I was talking about have, having having a, a, an establishment guy feuding with a with a younger newcomer. I can only imagine the kind of matches that Samoa Joe could have with a, with a Mustafa Ali considering their size difference and all the, all the stuff that, that Mustafa could learn from a guy who's been around as long as Samoa Joe, all that kind of stuff. But you're right. Uh, Sien Almas and, and Mustafa Ali is like a dream feud for me in 2019 for the U S title. Like those guys could probably just absolutely tear the house down every time they wrestle each other. And, and from, from a, an arm ringer spot, an extended arm ringer mm-hmm. spot, you know they've got a lot to offer.
0: Yeah, uh, and for Ali, I really think it'd be better off if he was off of 205 Live. I think it should be like the the New Japan way of doing it. He's got a heavyweight contract now. Yeah, sure. So I, I like that idea. Also, it opens up a spot on 205 Live It and a big spot at that. Yeah. And 205 Live could use a little more star power on the show. I From a, from a marquee perspective – I don't think 205 Live loses anything with Ali. They lose some, some great wrestling. But right. him being on SmackDown is good for that brand. SmackDown needed baby faces real, real bad. Yeah. Uh, my only qualm with Ali's work is I, I don't know why he needs to roll through a face buster every time. But then he drop kicks Almas out of a Tranquilo. AJ helps throw him over Zelina to the outside on a mm-hmm. Tope Con Hilo. Uh, people in the chat are pointing out a slip on the stairs and almost caught him. Yeah, uh, maybe walk me through that. I think I missed that, Alex.
2: No, it was later in the match. He he did. A, there was the um, he ran on the outside and tried to do a, a running off the stairs to do a Hurricane Rana, and he okay. slipped and he kind of like caught him uh, and instead around the shoulders up around the midsection uh, and almost rolled through it. It, it, it okay, but. He came up clutching his knee, and there was like twelve seconds where I was like, "Oh my god! If he wrecked his knee his first night on the big show, can you imagine what a horrible tragedy that would be for this guy who came so far when nobody thought he was going to?" But apparently, he came out of it just fine, so that's good.
0: And uh, Ali had a good performance here. He was getting worked over while 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 AJ Styles was waiting on the hot tag, and when AJ got it. It was good, but it, it took some real working on Almus to get it done. Brian had this filthy looking dragon sleeper.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: it was it was a real good one. Like oh, I, I, I used yes. to use that on noobs in training, <laughs> because it's the only people, people people you can lock it on. And when you get it cranked with the knees, the way yeah. that
2: Brian had
0: it, oh, yeah. it's so the, filthy and satisfying.
2: The, the surfboard. Uh, with the the arms into pulling on the chin into the dragon sleeper. Like Mustafa Ali is one of those guys that that will make that look like, like the way Charlotte takes the bank statement. It always makes the move look way worse. Ali is flexible enough that he can make that look just vicious.
0: Todd Bergman in our chat said they really should have made this. If Mustafa Ali won this match, he was added to the roster. Sure. That would have been a wonderful way to add stakes to this match. Uh, you mentioned how Ali gets to work with bigger people now. It is a refreshing change to see Daniel Bryan in there with someone he can really yes. work with. Yeah, that's true also. He's yeah. not in there with Big Cass. He's not in there with – what was his last pro, uh, program before he left? Kane? Yeah. like w- in, His first time around, he was in – the, the intercontinental title picture for a little he while he was but.
2: yeah he worked Seamus a bunch uh, yeah
0: it's but, and but then before that it was the Wyatt family and yeah. Orton and Batista and it's like okay yeah. that match with Orton and Batista was great but
2: well yeah we'll talk about how this match ended but but traditionally the way this match ended uh means that there's more to see between Mustafa Ali and Daniel Bryan which holy crap you know what I mean like, that's what an amazing thing. Like, you're not just coming up to the main roster, but you're working with the WWE champion, who is Daniel Bryan. Like, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. So AJ does get that hot tag, gets the calf crusher on Bryan, but almost breaks it up. A moonsault reverse DDT for Styles hits on Bryan. And then Mustafa Ali gets the 054, and boy, this was nasty. Uh, I, I'm told that officially Bryan is Okay unofficially it was looking kind of scary he was taken back to the trainers room and was trying to convince people that he was okay i think I, he i think he might if he's cleared and he's out there right now for a segment then he's good to go right but uh, there there was some concern through the curtain
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i immediately tried to reach out to who i could the slip on the stairs and the 054 on the champion not good no. if your new kid on the block
2: no i mean I guess I must've missed what did he land on him wrong? I'm I I just, I didn't, I didn't knee
0: knee to the throat and the
2: ribs. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that. Um, Yeah. That's, that sucks. You don't want that. Um, Uh, yeah, that's, that's really too bad. Uh, That's not, that's not a great way to ingratiate yourself. Um, and it's weird because he usually is absolutely on point with that. I haven't seen him miss one of those ever. Like when he lands on those guys, he, he, he's perfect. So, I don't maybe it was a case of nerves. Um, I, I don't know, but I, I'm I'm I, hopefully obviously Daniel Bryan is okay, and hopefully because he's okay, it won't do too much to hurt. Obviously, these what appear to be uh, some plans for Mustafa coming in to the Blue Brand.
0: I'm told that Daniel Bryan is working a promo at the very least. If he wrestles, then you know for sure he's good to go. But I was told it was very scary, at least initially, because worst case scenario, he gets hit in the neck or right, right in the jaw. Sure. Yeah. You know, the man has, has had some trouble in the past. Wouldn't be surprised if Ali had to get a new finish now.
2: Yeah. I mean, again, that's the first time I've, uh, that he, that, that I have seen him hit that. And I've seen all, I saw all his matches in 205 live, like for two years, like he usually is perfect with that. So maybe they, they may have to do it, but it's just, it's such a horrible thing that like it would have to happen. The, the one time he's off on it is his yeah. major debut uh, uh, into. A, in, listen, if there's if there's anybody that I trust to have four or five other finishers in his back pocket, it's Mustafa Ali. That guy is always working. He's always in the gym figuring new things. Follow him on Twitter. He's always posting videos of crazy training stuff that he's doing.
0: Yeah, uh, he he could be seen telling Daniel Bryan, "I'm sorry," as that closes. Here's the hope everything's okay for right. everybody involved. But man, that was quite a SmackDown live. Wasn't the SmackDown live I was expecting. And it was, it was a solid one. You integrated some new talent. You advanced some storylines. What do you think of it as a whole?
2: Yeah. I mean, brought back old people that, that like not old people, but like people I haven't seen in a while. Sanity, yeah. uh, you know, the, the good brothers. Cien Almas. I don't, I don't remember. If we, I don't remember the last time he was on SmackDown. Like it's, one of those things of like, okay, these these guys that you have have you had in the building and you haven't been using, um, that's that's good. And honestly, it was kind of refreshing to me. You had a segment all about basically the tag team division of SmackDown, and they didn't bring out the New Day. The New Day weren't part of it. Like, didn't I feel like the New Day would really benefit from moving back to Raw? Raw would really benefit from having the New Day on there. Uh, and maybe this is a possibility that we start getting some singles pushes for those three guys because they deserve it. Um, there's all, all sorts of things. Like After last night, I was not uh, optimistic about the future of the fresh start on Raw, but I'm super optimistic about the fresh start on SmackDown.
0: I think they were both steps in the right direction. The way that I, I spoke to one of the wrestlers last night, I was like, okay, there, there wasn't a checkmate. But some pieces were moved around. Bill, I believe I said that on this show as well. They they agreed. They said that they liked the moves. Um, there's some optimism around the the call-ups. Uh, Otis was confirmed as to being a guy that Vincent Mann took a look at and loved. Yeah. So yeah. that made me happy to hear. And he'll be probably a comedy-ish character, and sure. that's okay. That's what he does. But next week, U.S. title bout set, Joe versus Hardy set. Um, Shane McMahon on Miz TV set for the Christmas episode of SmackDown. Alex, you won't be here. I will be here. Wow. So I'm going to ask everybody to bake me some cookies. Bring me some milk. Breaking breaking the diet and the regimen. I want everybody to join in. I you know, I thought about doing a a 3-hour long live stream just watching the show and I was wow. like, Mm. no because i could probably review this in about 25 minutes on my own probably on my own i think the people would forgive me next week uh programming note i will not be here as the clock strikes 12 on midnight i will cover that episode of monday night raw the following afternoon we do have wrestle kingdom uh the the stream is already open for that if you all want to go in leave a thumbs up subscribe all that stuff it's neat it helps over on fightful select this week Warren Hayes has another NXT UK podcast, has another NXT, uh, uh, NXT and 205 live show. We're going to have the Weekender. I've got If It Were a Work, If It Were a Shoot. And the flagship, the new flagship show, Fightful Select, is uh, roughly 30 or 40 minutes. I drop exclusives. I talk about the injury reports. I talk about contract updates. Some behind-the-scenes Fightful stuff way before it goes up in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly I am loving doing this show on uh, Fightful Select. It is the Fightful Report podcast. I might drop a free edition for you guys very soon. Alex, what do you got going on, man? Uh, seven
2: hours from now, I'm getting up out of bed, and we're driving to the airport and flying to Oregon. for have a full week vacation, uh, and that's back home. See my mom and dad for, for Christmas. Haven't done that in 10 years. That's going to be great.
0: So I'm going to tell a bit of a story that has nothing to do with wrestling. Oftentimes I use my mornings to catch up on my emails, survey the news, edit anything that I missed the night before, uh, basically reach out to sources, develop my stories for the day, uh, try to get the vibe of people in pro wrestling about things that happen. I like to take the temperature a lot, as I say. I don't really sleep in a lot. Uh the Jimmy Van. Workday starts at 10 Mm a.m. Very progressive. People in his office work from 10 to 6. I follow that. Jeremy Lambert up a little bit earlier. My wife, who I've I've said does not work now. She's going to school full time. We're trying to get her uh, through her senior year of college. Is home for the month, like not having to work, not having to go to school. I guess the weekend of UFC and WWE and Bellator caught up to me. Alex, the other day I slept until 1 PM oh, <laughs> and I went to sleep at a normal <laughs> hour and I wake up and I'm thinking, man, the power went out, but wow. why, why does my phone say it? But immediately the first thing out of my mouth is it's one. Fuck! <laughs> and I scurry to my desk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a struggle. My man, it was a struggle. So when I hear you'll be up in seven hours, I'm like, I hope you are. I hope you don't leave your kid at home. I hope it doesn't have to thwart <laughs> robbers. I really that'd,
2: hope that'd be a really good one. That'd Let's be like talk- a combination of Baby's Day Out and Home Alone.
0: Let's talk about this. What do you think that Kevin's dad did for a living in Home Alone?
2: I I'm on I'm on the side of uh, accountant for the mob. That's what I've always yeah. I th- I'm totally down with it. If nothing else really makes sense. That house is. You have to be a millionaire to live in that house in that in those suburbs of Chicago, like mega millionaire. Uh, I don't, I don't know if his if if Kevin's mom also works, but like there's all those kids. It It is suggested in the novel.
0: It is suggested in the novel that she was a fashion designer, which makes sense with all the mannequins upstairs.
2: Okay, that that makes sense.
0: I was like, all right, and uh, somebody said that maybe he's a day trader, but I had somebody point out that in, like, $1990, yeah. his jacket was worth 2500 bucks. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I'm thinking, damn, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you think about that, uh, that. That is a great mystery. McCully Culkin needs to answer this. <laughs> By the way, while we're on the subject of McCully Culkin, I watched back his Raw appearance. That didn't get the pop that it deserved. Probably not, yeah. It didn't get the pop it deserved. Either way, guys, I want you all to comment below, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Don't hit me with any of that old shit. It better be something good. Follow me at Sean Ross app. Follow us at Fightful Online. Follow Alex at Pawlowski the Fourth. We are breaking records every week for our SmackDown streams. I want to thank you guys. Right now, we are the only wrestling website that goes live after SmackDown. When Friday happens, that will not change. I will still be here. Alex might not. He's made me aware of that. Understandably so. You got a life. You got a kid. Yeah. We will be here. Nothing will change. We will be here for you guys. Till next time, leave a thumbs up.
3: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done.